hey, you, yeah, you, the guy listening with the earbuds in so that nobody else knows what he's listening to. Yeah, you're listening to the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 222 for the week of 25th May, 2016. I'm John, and with me tonight are Scott and Ben. This episode's being brought to you by the fine folks at Mike's Comics and Stuff and the always great pop culture superstore, and of course, actionfigureblues.com. Tonight, our Toys of the Week are the Beast Kingdom Egg Attack, Iron Man 3 Mark II Floating Version, and the Hot Toys Star Wars A New Hope Princess Leia 1-6 scale figure. Gents, how y'all do tonight? Good. Spiffing. Uh, we'll, we'll go. We'll go with spiffing. We'll go with spiffing. How you? How you been this week? Ben, you had a big event. I did indeed. Yes, thank you, sir. I celebrated another successful rotation of the sun. And, and I just want to say, last week that I I knew it was your birthday, but nobody else did. I understood <laughs> what you were getting at. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to put out a little, you know, a subtle reminder or just come right out and say it. Yeah, subtle um, schmuddle. That was good. I took the day off from work and just basically did whatever I wanted. So it was great. Um, oh, good. Good. Yeah. All over and done with for another year. Did you do anything else exciting during the week? Uh, got along to X-Men Apocalypse, but we can't do any spoilers until John's seen it. So we'll probably talk about that at Christmas. Um, 2019. <laughs> Uh, you, you, you could spoil it. I he just saw mini. He just saw minions. People. He told us before the show started that he just saw minions. Okay, so d- don't uh, hold your breath. No, 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 nothing else of excitement. Almost over my cold, which is good because you know it gets pretty draining. Yes, it does. I, it's allergy season here, so I understand. Uh, hooray! Gross. Yeah, I, I put some nasal spray in before the show, and uh, I, I worried for a minute because I thought it was was Zoe's eardrops. <laughs> <laughs> what would happen to you if you put dog ear drops hmm. in your nose? I, I don't know. I'll I, tell you next week. I was going to say, I feel, I feel like that, that you actually have a duty to find out for us now. Yeah, there's a podcast series waiting to be made. <laughs> I, can't, I can't get my foot behind my ear, so I, I think we'll be okay. Have you ever seen that series, uh, Will It Blend, where they you know they just put stuff in the blender, like an iPhone or whatever, and like, you know, will this, will this oh, blend in the blender? <laughs> so we'd need, like, you know, will it kill John? Yeah, I, I, I could be down for that. It could be a finite series, of course. <laughs> One episode. Oh, the answer is yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, well, uh, is there any ways that you've tried to kill yourself this week, Scott? Have you? Been- uh, only by extensive travel. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we're in the super busy season. Um, of my job, uh, we, we do lots of conferences and 
stuff as well as the consulting I normally do. So, um, I'm, yeah, away a lot, but got a really fun thing coming up, uh, next, not, not this coming week, but the following week that I have to go to Queensland for a conference, which my wife also happens to be attending just completely. Mm. Yeah. Um, so we're locking the kids in the closet. I mean, farming the kids out to friends, <laughs> please don't call the police. And, um, we even get to stay in a hotel room together. Uh, I know it's so exciting. So it was funny because we weren't, we originally were not going to this conference, my company. And, uh, and so she you know, said, Oh, I'm going to be away at this point. Is this okay? And like, yeah, fine. I'll be home. Kids, blah, blah. And then suddenly it was like, Oh, we've got to go to this conference. I'm like, Oh no, no, my wife's away then. Oh, wait a minute. She's at that conference. Oh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all good. Um, that's going to be exciting. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm really tickled. It's going to be, it's going to be really fun. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and we actually just went to see X-Men Apocalypse tonight. So we just got back about 10 minutes before we started recording. Um, so my, <laughs> my youngest is away on a, tr- a church youth camp. So it was just the eldest and the wife and myself. And we all thoroughly enjoyed it. Had a good time. Yes. <laughs> and, and this, this apparently is the start of, uh, AFB Civil War because you, you and Ben do not have the same on the phone. Uh, but but I totally understand. I mean, we don't want to be spoilery. I totally understand why we have different opinions on it. So that's totally. I don't know. There's no gambit in it, so you know. I don't know. Mm, yeah, he still doesn't have much of a look in, has he? No. It's pretty sad. Yeah. No. Well, you know, the, I mean, he he could be the next big thing if they ever get the Channing Tatum thing together. Mm. Oh God. I know. Yeah. Please no. <laughs> hey. Yeah. It's gonna happen. I, Mm. I no, it got taken off, didn't it? No, they. It's. They, I just read the other day. They said that it's still coming. They're just trying to make sure they've got exactly the right story. Oh, good. Maybe it'll be in development hell for years. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I have to say, as as much as I have an open mind about the film interpretations of comics, I find that one um, really hard to visualize being something that I would enjoy. Uh, well, as a Gambit fan, I do too. So. Yeah. I did not see X-Men Apocalypse. You could probably guess that. <laughs> what did you do this week, John? Well, do you guys have um, Jelly Belly Jelly Beans over there? Yes, we do. You know, they're all in those different, different, <laughs> different flavors. You know, you yeah. can buy jalapeno or coconut mm. or popcorn or whatever. That's your dream, um, yep. I'm obviously they, not hanging out in the right places. <laughs> they have a thing called um, Bean Boozled. Have you ever heard of that? Hey, not not sorry. Not only do we have Jelly Belly, but I actually have a Jelly Belly air freshener in my car. Oh, good grief! They sell little Jelly Belly, like they're in the shape of a Jelly Belly, and they say Jelly Belly on them, and they're different scents and things. And I've got one in my car. So do people still use air fresheners in their car. Like I thought you'd given up on the cigars. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay. okay. Carry on. Take my nice little story. And, it's yeah. more about the farting. Anyway, anyway go go yes. go, John. Go. <laughs> Um, uh, did, uh, have you ever seen the thing called Bean Boozled? It's, it's no. like a little game you play. And um, I was walking through Walmart and on one of my lunch breaks to run its errands, and um, they had this on clearance. It's a little box of Jelly Belly Jelly Beans, and there's two flavors for each color. So, like, if you have green, it might be long clippings or it might be <laughs> lime. Okay. Wow. And there's a little spinner, and you spin the spinner, and it shows you a color, and you take the color, and you try it. Um, for example, one of them is tutti frutti or barf. <laughs> oh wow, that's um, a hard choice. 
well, and you can't tell. You can't tell the difference between them. So um, I had got I, – I tried like four of them. And, Staying uh, away from the brown ones. We, we, I took this into uh, – <laughs> I, I took this into uh, work because I did it at lunchtime and I took it back. And, and there was about, I don't know, five of us that, that you know, people started gathering around. And um, my fourth one was uh, either licorice. I like black licorice. So I, that, that's good. I, I'm with you. I did not get the licorice one. I got the other one, which was skunk spray. <laughs> but what does it actually uh, taste like? I mean, like, what does it really taste like? Uh, skunk spray. <laughs> you know, yeah, when, have I, you, when I have was you a ever kid, drove, yeah, drove sorry, through, like, you know, a, a skunk that got hit by, a, you know, hit on the road by a car, uh, if you've drove through that smell, it tasted just like that smell. Oh, my gosh. Wow. There's an R&D job that's just, yeah. you know, for sure. I had a scratch and sniff kid when I was a uh, little kid. <laughs> a scratch and sniff kid. <laughs> His name was Nigel. <laughs> and he, no, um, a scratch and sniff book when I was a kid. <laughs> uh, that was. Mm, scratch his head. He smells like shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Not Sorry. again, Uncle Scott. <laughs> <laughs> and then we went to jail. Okay. Um, it was Oscar the Grouch, um, Sesame Street thing. And so it was like Oscar's book of horrible smells. And so, you know, it was things, <laughs> it was things like, um, sardines and garbage and that sort of thing. And I remember I had some like friends over one night for a sleepover and we stayed up all night daring each other to smell the bad smells in that book. It was the best part actually happened. Um, see, that was Thursday. Best part actually happened on, on Friday because uh, I was standing there and somebody wanted to try one and they tried one. And somebody else walked by and said, oh, I'll have one. Oh, okay. And just reached in and took one. Good on them. I'm sure they right. And took a black one and got skunk spray again. <laughs> and didn't ask, like, what the flavors were or anything. They had just taken one and started to walk away and had no idea what was going on. And and the look on his face was just priceless. It was just that's what you get when you take things without asking. Yeah, yeah. So he'll never take candy from me again. Uh, so, that's what happens when you take candy from a John. Yeah. yeah oh, see, there you go. There you go. Yep. Well, we should probably move on with some news. What do you think? <laughs> but this is so fun. I okay. I, I, All right. <laughs> All right. Skunk spray and scratch and sniff kids. <laughs> I like sniffing barkers, but that's a different story. Anyway, um, we'll move on to some articulated news right after this. Now you can have your own special Captain Planet adventure with your favorite planeteers. There's Wheeler, who has the power of fire, and the daring Linka with the power of wind. You can even use the planeteers' eco-cycle, and your own power rings will let you call Captain Planet. Bring him to the rescue and save the Earth. Captain Planet and the Planeteers, now available at Kmart. You guys love it because we always start off with news. And, you know, it's not every piece of news in the world because, well, we just don't want to sit here for a week reading all the news. And you guys would get bored by the end of it. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Anyway, um, it's just the news that caught our eye, and, you know, you, you could probably see some of these things and know whose eye it caught, and sometimes not. But, Ben, what's been catching your eye this week? What caught my eye this week was the announcement from Hot Toys that we're finally moving away from Episode 7. 
So they've obviously uh, punched us in the face enough times with all their recent releases. Uh, we've gone back a little ways in time, and we are getting a 1-6 scale Yoda uh, from Hot Toys, and he looks pretty neat. And, uh, you know, for what you'd expect for this kind of thing, Hot Toys have gone a little bit above and beyond. We're not just getting the little green guy as is, but he actually comes with some pretty cool stuff. Um, most impressive that I thought was uh, a base. And it's not just one of those little sort of, you know, black octagon bases that lights up or something like that. We're actually getting a decorative base. So it features little branches and rocks that can be suspended in the air with clear rods as if he's uh, using the force and some moss-covered ground, etc., etc. And I can't quite work out if he's got a swap-out face or whether his whole head... Yeah, because uh, it says two unique portraits, but I, yeah, I don't know if it's. Hmm. It almost looks so, like it's yeah, two heads because. I don't know. It, it, yeah, I was trying to work that out too. I did say with um a swap. Yeah, I, I think it might be a different head. Hmm. Well, you get uh, plain old Yoda just you know checking the place out, but then there's a swap out portrait that has his eyes closed, and you can attach the appropriate hands and do the raising an X wing out of the swamp kind of pose. Uh, and it's kind of hard to say what the hands are because when you've only got three fingers, they all kind of look like variations of the same thing. But I'm assuming that you can toggle those to suit your needs. Uh, it also comes with Luke's little uh, supply box uh, from his X-Wing. Uh, Yoda's kitted out with his little you know, belt and, uh, and pouch and whatnot. So he's got his walking stick and his appropriately ragged coat and i think there's probably only one thing wrong with this figure and that's probably irking you john hmm. that's... i know i like the way they distress the, the oh. rope. <laughs> but it's is it is it too clean for you no yoda uses a force brand detergent so oh. his clothes naturally repel okay he can use the force to repel dirt yeah i i, I really just like the distressing because he's got almost a worn elbow um yeah yeah on the one yeah. side I, I really like that i but have the missing Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. You, go ahead. No, no, please, you, you, please. Um, the, the, where's the backpack? <laughs> well, yeah. If it says it's an Empire one, then that that would have made sense to me. I have the sideshow one six scale Yoda, which I really quite like, and uh, he came with quite a bit of gear, um, a couple of chairs and stuff. Um, this one does come with a Dagobah diorama, so I like that it's different. But I'll just have to wait and see on this whether I feel like I need to um, replace my um, sideshow one. Like I was quite happy with the sideshow deluxe Darth Vader. I didn't buy the Hot Toys Darth Vader um, because mm. the sideshow deluxe one actually came with more. Like it came with an Anakin zombie head and you know, other stuff. So um, yeah, I, you know, I, I think and and yeah, I'll have to wait and see um, as it gets gets closer mm. but i probably won't pre-order this i'll wait until i see some in-hand picks and then decide if i want it i don't actually like the head sculpt of this as much as i like the sideshow one um okay but I, your I mileage may vary yeah. i think it's decent i think it's a good representation of the empire yoda but yeah yeah um I mean, this is, <clears throat> pardon me, this is actually sculpted by Joseph Sang, who does most of Hot Toys Predators. Oh, okay. So he's obviously got a thing for doing creatures. What do you, what do you guys think about the price, though? Because he's right around the $200 mark. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, that's... Yeah, 200 bucks. 
I, I think I'm going to talk about this because I'm reviewing a Star Wars hot toy later. And uh, when you look at what side show, the price points of the sideshow Star Wars stuff in this scale and what the deluxe versions come with, I, you're definitely paying a premium for the hot toys name. Mm. Yeah, that's what I was Yeah. Look, I think the thing that I'm impressed with is they know they're going to be, you know, asking a lot from fans to spend this kind of money on a figure that's half the size of what you would normally get. So I think it's nice that they've kitted him out with all the extras. Um, apparently the little camp light actually lights up with a battery-powered LED, uh, so that's nice. I actually think the floating rocks is quite a, a clever yes. idea as well. It, it certainly works well with that second portrait where his eyes are closed, I not it's a it's a kickback to the vintage playset. Mm. It had the little floating boxes. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Mm. It is. Yeah, it's it's clever. Mm. It's just like when you think about, you know, if you look at the the sideshow one um, that came with uh, two different like Jedi Council chairs, a mountain of swap out hands, a lightsaber, um, uh, his cane, two portraits, etc. Um, um, yeah, like and and cane is not the proper name. That's is, a, a gimmer stick. A gimmer stick. Okay, thank you. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the uh, like for for probably a little bit less or the same price. Um, yeah, it was a while ago, of course, but still, mm. it's a lovely, mm. lovely, lovely figure. There, there's, yeah. there, there's nothing here that surprises you, though, is there, Ben? No, that, you know, no silver legs or. You know. uh, hey, what happened to what happened to Yoda's lightsaber? We don't know. Hmm. Okay, so it wasn't just in his like nightstand or anything. I, 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 he must not have had a port to charge it. That's that's all I could figure. Uh, yeah, uh, they, they had all Apple, and he had USB and you know one Dagobah. Bummer. All right. Well, keep an eye out for this guy at uh, Christmas 2016, and uh, you can decide for yourself. And we are next, uh, next item, we're cranking up the price. And, uh, Iron Studios, who are really putting out an awful lot of product awfully quickly, including, um, a whole bunch of one quarter scale statues, have announced, uh, an, uh, as I'm going to say, Age of Ultron. Good grief. A Civil War Black Panther studio in one quarter scale. Now, there was quite a bit of banter this week, uh, on, Facebook, um, because people were a bit disappointed that their base was so big for this statue and it was sort of hiding the Black Panther a little bit. And then we actually found out that this is the first part of an actual planned diorama. So mm. future statues will actually connect to this guy. But uh, Sideshow are distributing in the US and he's going to cost you 600 US dollars. What? Yeah. Wow. How much is the whole diorama going to be? Well, it depends how many characters they do, I guess. Huh. Wow. So, it's look, hard to I, imagine, but th- there seems to be a lot of, um, is this quarter scale? Yes. Okay. There's a, there's a lot of people playing in this space now with the same properties. Um, there is, yeah. Know, that it makes yeah. it a bit confusing. Um, uh, That's yeah. true. XM Studios are another one in particular who are doing this sort of thing. But Iron Studios are really cranking stuff out. They recently did that fantastic Spider-Man piece. Um, look, I'm not a fan of this one. I really like the costume as it appeared in the movie, but the way he's positioned on this base and hidden behind it, uh, I'm just not feeling the dynamics of it at all. I think it's because he's you... stealthy like a cat. <laughs> uh, 
I think if you compared this to like the Hot Toys um, costume, there's a big variance in like the fabric, the texture, etc. I like the Hot Toys interpretation of that costume. I don't like this one. Um, it doesn't actually feel as film accurate either. Yeah, I guess it's because it's it's actually polystone. It's uh, yeah, it, it's. It's been sculpted. I mean, this would have been a nightmare to sculpt. Anyone who took this on, you know, best of British to them because that detail is just insane. Uh, I can't see why Kirby didn't go overboard in his original designs. He'd want to draw that on a regular basis. Wow, is that all uh, sculpted? I imagine so, either digitally Gosh. or by hand. Okay, yeah. It's, it's literally. Yeah, well, Iron Studios don't do mixed media, to my knowledge, in this scale, so that would be all sculpted. Well, so, Yeah. Anyway, that one's supposedly, and for a quarter scale, uh, out in the last quarter, 2016, so only six months away. Sideshow. Hey, Sideshow, are you listening? Anyway, <laughs> moving on, uh, and we're going up to life-size now, and this one terrifies me because I find this thing to be just terrifying. And that is that uh, NECA, see what I did there? Um Mecca, who seemed to be really going uh, pretty awesome lately in, in sort of branching out away from their usual sort of seven-inch scale everything, uh, have announced an, a life-size aliens face hugger made from foam. And it's only going to cost you 65 bucks. So if you missed out on the life-size, uh, the egg with the face hugger, which was about 550 or something like that, you can wow. settle for this horrid, horrid thing for just 65 bucks. I mean, I love aliens and I love, you know, all the aspects about it, but the face hugger has always given me the heebie-jeebies. Oh, thing of nightmares. Yeah, absolutely. See, it doesn't bother me. <laughs> well, it, it is until, you know, someone decides for a laugh to put it on the toilet seat in the middle of the night and then <laughs> waits for you to get up to take a midnight leak and <laughs> holy dooly. So, but oh, it certainly no. looks amazing. Like it's, um, it's very well, detailed. Especially for that price point. You know. Yeah, sixty-five bucks. That's actually that's actually a steal. What are we even talking about? Just get out there and get it. It is really good. Three and a half foot long tail, bendable tail. You can pose it anywhere. Expect to see so cos- can... cosplay based around this. <laughs> Run around the office screaming at the top of your voice. Um, that one will be out in September twenty sixteen, just around the corner. Are they doing a chest burster too? I wonder. I don't know how you'd attach that. Yeah. Does it come with a t-shirt? Maybe. That'd be a bit more I remember a kid in high school that had one of those T-shirts. Yes, they did. They were around. I wasn't. I was about to say the same thing. What am I imagining it? Huh. No, I remember a kid in high school had one. Because they were the ones with like the axe in the chest as well, and the the oh. trademark from the the tires. And I don't remember that one, but I do remember the alien one or the alien one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right, moving on to something a little bit cheaper. And uh, Bandai have been just going great guns with these really fancy Tamashi effects, um, of which I only own a couple, and they were the burning effects, but they've now done thunder effects, and we are getting wind effects. And these look pretty darn groovy, and I'm going to have to invest in some more of these, So because I you know, love our listeners, I might just have to get these so I can review them, because uh, I did review the burning effects some time ago. These are amazing. Actually, yeah. They actually have done a good job. I think they've reissued the burning ones a couple of times. Um, you know, I see them go out of stock and back into stock. So, but these are pretty cool. The wind. Yeah. Yeah. I've never, I didn't pick up the, you know, the smashed one that looks as if, um, someone's punching the ground. Uh, oh, that I one is cool. I've seen tons of pictures with that one that just look yeah. 
especially with like Thor. Um, I've seen it with some Gundam stuff. Um, they just look amazing. Well, this is another one of those sets that has multiple pieces that you can arrange any way you like, and it looks like there are pegs that allow you to, um, you know, create levels as well. So you don't just have sort of three or four that you place around a figure. You can actually stick a peg in one piece and then place another bit on top. Uh, and, you know, for me, I'm not that creative, so I think what I would do is just look at the picture and try and mimic it because what they've done in the promo shots looks fantastic. Well, you can kind of create that spiral effect, you know, of wind going around a character. You know, I'm thinking for somebody like maybe Rogue or, um, you know, yeah, some of those Storm. Storm. Yeah. And it comes in green and purple. Wow. And we... Yeah, it's very nice. Um, but anyway, look, these are actually pretty good. And you're looking at about 2,500 yen. So that's about 22 US dollars. And uh, I think if you're going to get something like this, jump on, you know, Hobby Link Japan and just get three or four at once and save on shipping and then have a, a good time posing them. So uh, these are green, the ones we're talking about for this particular news piece. But uh, I can imagine, you know, that there'll be blue and every other variation soon enough. So I think, John, you said there's purple. Yeah. So, very cool. All right, my last bit of news is uh, one in regards to uh, figure arts. And if you can't get enough at figure arts, then hooray for you because they have now extended to doing WWE characters. And first cabs off the rank are Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock. So uh, this is Austin in his classic sort of 316 with his leather vest, um, classic sort of knee braces, and The Rock uh, in his most famous guys, and I'm not feeling Steve Austin's portrait at all. Uh, I can not... see it, but he doesn't have the goatee, and that's how I'm used to seeing him. Hmm. He, it looks like he sort of does as if it's been stipled on later with a, you know, a, a dull brush or something, but, you know, yeah, he's, he's a bit more rugged than that, and he's not coming across here like that. It definitely um, looks like a younger version of both of these guys. You know, like an early in their career kind of. Yeah. The the Rock has definitely got his, that kind of, uh, he's not quite doing the people's eyebrow, but he's certainly got that, that look that he gets about him, and I think they've captured that quite well. But I, I don't know. I think there are some characters that really translate well to figure arts, and if you're going to pay 65 US dollars for a six-inch action figure, um, then you get your money's worth. But, but, you know, to be honest, I don't think Mattel have been doing a particularly bad job with their wrestling figures, and no. I'd be struggling to find a reason to spend, you know, four times as much to, to get one of these. Um, this is early days, so we haven't got any promo shots of... Um, you know, swap out hands or anything like that. So there might be more accessories to come. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, that's my news. Uh, just yeah, one thing on, sorry, one thing on these. I, I think that the articulation, it's the same as I feel about like the Bruce Lee stuff with the bare chested characters. Uh, I just find it a bit messy. Um, I mean, yeah. I know that that's, yeah. I know you're getting more articulation, etc. but, it's not, it's not very tidy. They look kind of very open. Um, there's, oh, what's the word? Like it's very exposed joints sort of thing. I just I don't like yeah, the look of it. Yeah. They're not very, they're not very seamless. No, thank you. That's a much better way of saying it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Well, yeah. speaking, speaking of seamless. Oh, well, no, I guess she's not seamless. Um, <laughs> actually, a good part of this, uh, 
we, we have a lot of news from from figure arts just because uh they had a thing this last week called tamashi features where they they had a lot of preview pics and stuff so um, enjoy if you're out there uh but they have shown off uh suicide squad figures for both harley and the joker and um what i wasn't sure is doesn't look like harley has knees i'm sure she does but <laughs> yeah, it does. yeah it does i hate it when that happens well, I mean, she has knees, but it, it doesn't. It looks like it's either really well hidden. I guess it is. Yeah, you can kind of see it. Yeah, you can see the articulation. Yeah, if you look at the lower photos. Yeah. Yeah. But it looks really good. I mean, yeah. she's. Uh, this looks like seamless articulation. They've done a great job. Yeah, her. Uh, yeah. Her 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 chest articulation is pretty well hidden under the you know clip the boobage. Mm. That. Um, yeah. Blackness is fantastic on Harley Quinn. It is. Not yeah. so much on Joker. I, I just, I'm not convinced I like this Joker at all. Uh, so. What I, the, I, I mean, just the design and style and yeah. uh, even the portrayal I've seen, you know, in clips and stuff. I, yeah. I'm not, not a fan. I, I do like though, this is, this is Joker in his like silver, uh, tuxedo type coat. I do like they didn't just go with the, you know, shirtless, tattooed joker for this yeah 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 true um you know he definitely looks more clothed which i like um harley looks good though i I think the harley one will be a big seller i hope this is a prototype because i'm seeing some uh some white paint in the joints in his groin oh yeah yeah Yeah. well we hope that's paint yeah well oh dear you've seen the the joke tidy whiteys yeah um, yeah, I I don't know. I, I'm assuming that's just the, you know, the inside of the joint. I, knowing them, I will I would guess they will correct that before it gets to the real. I'm not feeling this for sixty five dollars. No. I wonder if the Harley will have swap out faces too. You know, obviously this is early on, but you know, for a company that uh, really wasn't famous for their face sculpts and stuff, uh, she looks pretty good. She looks great. So. She looks great. Mattel better take notice. So this must be what about the the twentieth uh, version of Harley to inspire merchandise uh, between yeah, all the yeah. Batman Arkham games and I, I'm uh, I'm cosplaying her next week for <laughs> for work yeah photos or it didn't happen well be careful what you ask for oh boy. Anyway, moving on, we're we're seeing some other uh, from from DC. Moving over to the Marvel side. Uh, now, I've heard reports this is already sold out, went up for pre order and sold out, and that is the Tony Stark um, SH figure art. And when I say Tony Stark, I mean it's uh, kind of half armored. I guess he's got the lower arms and legs of Tony Stark, and then uh, basically it's you know uh, Robert Downey Jr. head and kind of like a pair of jeans and a shirt kind of thing what i'm not sure is what base this guy actually comes with because he's a, he's standing on like a, a a special base and i don't know if that was just for the display or not so mm. what, do you, what do you guys think on this one fan not fan uh, i'm not a fan of this kind of you know an action figure based on one particular scene that lasted for you know three seconds mm. just give me an iron man or give me a tony star or give me an iron man with a swap out head yeah, I could see that. I, I could see, too. I mean, one of the pictures I saw of this, he was in front of a hall armor display. Uh, you know, they had kind of had all the figure arts armors and then him in front of it. Still pretty limited, though. <clears throat> yeah. And there's no weathering. So 
There's no other. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, these everything Iron Man just blends in together for me now. It's hard to kind of go, oh, that's from that film or, or whatever. Um, so I just hit overload. Iron Man toy overload in general. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. How long since we reported on a uh, a Hot Toys Iron Man? Oh, at least a week. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> but um, like I said, I, I've heard reports that this one's already sold out. Uh, so yeah. you, if you're interested, you may have to dig deep into the wallet to get one. So anyway, um, something that will be hitting my wallet is uh, they also reviewed or revealed at this event a bunch of common writer stuff, um, a bunch more of the ghost forms, but a couple of the interesting ones were. Um, they showed Rider One from the 2016 movie, which is the original Common Rider. Um, they brought back the the actor, and uh, in the the film, he's actually quite a bit bulked up compared to how his original form was. I mean, he's an older guy now, and, and he looks more like a brawler than than like a, a martial artist, and, and the figure really reflects that. So I'm I'm kind of happy there, and I will have to have that one for sure. Um, I don't know. I've got two ghost figures on order already, but they're showing uh, uh, both the Edison and Newton ghosts as well as the, um, I guess it's Robin Hood. Um, uh, I honestly have no idea what you're talking about. I just want that giant samurai dude. Giant uh, samurai dude. Cayman Rider Game Suka Arms 001. Huh. Yeah, I don't know which one that's from. Oh, no, that's Gaim um, from... I can't remember which one that is. And, and oh, in the image that we're referring to, if people wanted to go and have a look at, um, you know, Toku Nation, is the giant samurai guy oversized, or is the little dude in front of him undersized? No, I'm guessing that he is oversized because I think what that is is a take on his um, watermelon arms. The, the SICs are kind of like, uh, kind of like some of the. Um, Japanese Star Wars stuff. They're kind of like taking Kamen Rider and taking it up a few notches from what's shown on screen. So I think that that giant samurai guy is the watermelon armor version, and that was quite a bit bigger than the actual, um, you know, Rider forms. So huh. that, that so I about it. They they come up with some magnificent designs. They really do. Well, that's that's you know how I actually started with um, some of the ghost stuff. I was just, I, I pre-ordered it just because I didn't really know a whole lot about the show when I did, but I just really mm. loved the designs. And now I kind of like the show. I, I, will, I will go on record saying I like ghost, which not everybody does, but, um, one I, I'm not sure I like or not yet is the, they have a series out now. It's some kind of exclusive online series, um, called Amazon's common writer, Amazon. And, um, they showed figures for that. The, the two main writers from that. And um, I'm just not sure I f- I'm feeling those. So I won't be pre-ordering those. Hmm. They all is look they, groovy to me. They do look groovy. Uh, John, is there somewhere that you can actually see these before you buy them? Or do not, you have a, a store where you go check them out at all? I, I pretty much every morning when I get to work, I go, I go to, to Hobby Link Japan and see what's on pre-order. Okay. Uh, because, you know, if, if it's there, I, I will just... If it's something I want, I'm just been pre-ordering it. Um, yeah. Just because some of these go quite quickly, um, you know, and I will be looking, like I said, I'll be looking for Rider One. I'll also be looking for, um, they're coming out with a new version of Common Rider W or Double. Um, 
I've actually been looking at the older version they have of him for a while, and I've hovered over the buy button, but I'd heard rumors there was another one coming. So um, now seeing this, I, I definitely will wait for this one. Because he's supposedly a new um, kind of new technology, I think, is what they said that he's made with. Hmm. And, and and it's in Japanese, and I'm not even going to try and say it because, you know, I wouldn't say it right. But, um, mm. uh, yeah, I mean, he's... I've been looking for one of those for a while, so this is a good uh, a, a good way to get one. And then uh, he's coming with me, not with his bike, but his bike is coming as well. So huh. he's kind of that green and purple dude. You know, if you if you're looking at the pictures online, so hmm. he's actually two people that come together to form one rider. It's like two consciousness and hey. one person kind of thing. Well, the whole firestorm thing, yeah. Cool. So, and there's a bunch of new drive stuff, and even a couple of Ultraman photos on here. But I won't in, insult Derek by trying to, you know, say what Ultraman stuff this is. Uh, um, I don't know if you noticed, but there's actually an FSH Monster Art uh, Godzilla in this bed. I did. It's kind of like he's punk disco. Yeah, era. He's, he's he's painted in, um, and this will be interesting to Adam. He's painted in Evangelion colors. Oh, ah. so, okay. Um, huh. Kind of some kind of Eastern mashup of properties, I guess. So, I think they're flogging a dead horse now. Well, I, I think I think Adam could end up buying that. <laughs> I really do, Adam. If you're listening, go look for it. So, <laughs> but yeah, I, I actually it looks like uh, that W is already on pre-order. I need to go get an order in for that. So, anyway, I will be doing that after the show. And uh, he actually comes with a big scarf that. Uh, he wears in the intro to the show, so you can replicate that that intro look. Looks like it's got wire or something in it because he's got some pretty wicked. Yeah, yeah. Well, it it actually looks like that in the intro to to the series. So, um, yeah, I'll be I'll be interested to get him because I I really like that character. He's a little one of them's a detective, one of them's kind of this kid that's like a brainiac. So, anyway, um, other interesting things coming that may or may not be pre-ordered, were the Marvel um, 112th Collective Punisher. Yay! It went up for pre-order this week. And uh, I know we've been kind of watching this this 112 Collective stuff um, pretty closely because there's been some really good-looking figures in it. Uh, Punisher's coming with uh, three different head sculpts, um, a bunch of weapons, a bunch of hands, some grenades. I think it even says he comes with a shuriken. Maybe no, I was thinking it did, but it, uh, I guess it doesn't. He's uh, he's sponsored yeah. by Heckler and Koch. Yeah, yeah. Um, his his vest is a little different than I expected on this one because it almost looks like it's cut out of a big piece of metal. No, sir, I don't like it. Really? No. With a vest no. or just the whole thing? No. Uh, I like I like the the head sculpts, the you know the the underlying sort of bodysuit, the guns, everything like that, but. The skull, chest, and all the pouches is just not working for me at all. Like those pouches over his groin just seem very peculiar. Uh, I assume that it would be removable, so they'd be going straight away. But the choice to make the skull that weird kind of giant strap-on chest plate thing is just not not working for me. See, I kind of I kind of dig that. I, I think it I think it's real world. Like I could see somebody doing that real world. And I love the fact that they've weathered it and it's got, you know, little dents and bullet stuff in it. Like he's been hit a couple of times in the chest. It actually mm-hmm. looks like a, an armor plate to me. Uh, I have to say I'm disappointed. 
Wow. Mm. See, I don't think mm. I know the um the ins and outs of the character well enough to not like it. I also love the fact that his boots have a ton of dirt on them. Yeah, he's even got dirty knees. Huh. I don't, I don't I'm know not if saying, you need to I'm point not that suggesting out. Any. Actually, no, he's, got, no, he's got dirt on his shoulders as well. He's just pretty dirty in general. Hmm. If you look at my um, Big, Bad pre, uh, Big Bad Toy Store pre-orders, they're <laughs> all this. Like all one fall <laughs> collective. Like it's crazy because I'm not pre-ordering a lot from overseas just because of um, exchange rate at the moment. But these, yeah. I haven't found anybody in Australia who's really like stocking these for pre-order and some of them have already sold out. I don't want to miss out of them. Um, so because I'm kind of all in for this at the moment, I've pre-ordered, I think, pretty much everything that they've solicited, like, you know, the Star Trek stuff, Frankenstein, um, this stuff. So, um, but my, my, my Dark Knight is lonely. It's the only one that's actually... Co- oh, the Judge Dredd came out, didn't it? Or- uh, yeah, I've got one on order, but my my source hasn't got theirs yet. Oh, so. okay. Yeah, because it's definitely out. Mm. Oh, maybe I, I should... I need to get that. I, I love the um, the head sculpt with the, the beat-up one, because he actually looks like he's got a black yeah, eye. Yeah, yeah. But they, has, they all look but great. He has, yeah, he has a bandage over yeah. his nose as well. Yeah, and, um, yeah. I, I like the look of that. I, I saw a yeah. picture on a different website where he's actually holding his rifle up like in a shooting pose to his eye. Ah, okay. And uh, really spoke to me about some of the, the possibility of this. So, Well, I mean, it's always going to be the question with a, a figure like this is there's, there's going to be those kind of, um, you know, poses that they're known for. You want Spidey to always be, you know, arms out, flipping away. And, you know, with the Punisher, you want to get him in some pretty cool military poses, you know, firing those weapons. So where he can sort of get that gun up to the shoulder and the, the head tilted down. So he's, you know, he's looking over the sights. Yeah. Um, and will be a, a, a test of that articulation. Well, like I said, I, I saw a picture like that. It's just not on the, the news item we have here. But, uh, yeah, it looks like you can get him in that, which made me happy. You know, you can kind of get him up doing that sniper-type mm. shot. So, But he's I got like a submachine it. gun and a grenade launcher as well. Pre-ordered. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I, I'm just so excited nice. about this. I'm excited about this line. So, <laughs> you know, because, you know, just of the smattering of different properties that they're doing, DC, Marvel, Monsters, Star Trek. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and, and it's, uh, it's fun. I, I've been looking at the, the Marvel Legends Ghost Rider, you know, the one that came out recently. And I, I actually was over on a website and I was looking at the shipping and stuff on it. And I'm like, man, that's like halfway to a 112 collective figure. You know, by the time I got it here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, and yeah. I was thinking, yeah. will they do Ghost Rider? Because if they did, would I just be better off to wait? You know? Well, I mean, it's not like they're doing these figures in waves. And if they're going to do, you know, one Marvel character every two months, yeah, you're going to spend an awful long time waiting to universe build. Yeah, but I, Ghost Rider's got enough popularity. Would he, would he actually come out? Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Was, yeah, I guess. I, I, that, that's the only thing I'm... I mean, I'm not saying that Marvel Legends figure is, you know, not a good figure. I'm just saying I wonder if I'd be better off to wait. Hmm. I don't know. If you're out there listening and you have an opinion, write in and tell me what to do. <laughs> Very good. Well, hey, I've got some um, news, and some of it goes back to Yoda. The Kotobukiya Artifacts line, which is you, the... You, you stole my segue, which was going to be, news you now have, Scott. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> 
dear. Wow, that what a disappointment for everyone that we missed that. Um, the Kotobukiya Artifacts line, which is their one-tenth scale uh, line that goes across different properties, including Star Wars, and I know Justin is a fan of this line. He, the they have a one tenth scale Dagobah set coming out now. In John, you've got to be happy with the R two D two in this set because he is uh, dirted up. Yeah, this beyond belief. <laughs> yeah, um, this is definitely filthy. Dagobah. You are yeah. R two. <laughs> um, so we've got R two D two, and he can. It looks like the third leg is a removable piece. So you can display him with the two legs or the three. Yoda has got also some um, interchangeable parts by the look of it. Eyes closed, eyes open, um, or reaching out with the force. So with eyes closed, reaching out, or eyes open, arms folded. And then there's also a spirit, a force spirit Yoda as well. Uh, now, remembering that these are one-tenth scale, these are not big. Archie is three and a half inches tall. Yoda is two and a half inches tall. So... Um, don't inhale quickly or they might breathe them in. Um, but if you have been enjoying the artifacts line from, uh, Kotobukiya for Star Wars, then these are going to be really nice additions to that. I, I really love how Yoda looks scaled next to R2 because you, because of action figures and stuff, I think Yoda, we think of him as bigger than that. Hmm. Hmm. But that you think really that, is. you think that that's well scaled? I think that's actually more accurate. Because oh. you think about the scene where um, he's trying to take the lamp from R2 and beating him with his cane or gimmer stick. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> wow. Excuse yeah, me, John. See, I was wrong. I just need to I correct you there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I won't even write in next week on that one. It's much easier um, when you're here to correct us and yourself rather than doing it all retrospectively throughout the week when you're out on the show, by the way. I, I, I know. Um, but I, I, I like the scale of them next to each other. Because I think yeah. that's accurate yeah i think that's something that the obviously the this scale which is quite similar to uh action figure scale can do that is harder in the action figure space where obviously the price point is lower you've got to work with more part reuse etc um that that i think is one of the strengths of this line and just the artifacts line in general the only thing i don't like is the weathering on yoda's arm where it looks like he was changing you know, baby Ray or something. <laughs> spoilers. Future spoilers. Hello. <laughs> um, well, sticking with Kotobukiya, but switching properties and scales, another of the Kotobukiya lines is the Marvel Fine Art statue line. This is the one six scale um, statue line, and they are doing Thanos. This is going to be 15 and a half inches tall in one six scale. And if you don't have a good Thanos statue in this scale already, then this one looks pretty modern uh, inspired. He's got the Infinity Gauntlet on. What do we think of him? I don't mind it for a, a modern interpretation. Uh, I mean, I, I would love a, a Thanos in one quarter scale mm. uh, from Sideshow or someone. Um, yeah, it gets a bit old seeing the... Um, the Infinity Gauntlet over and over again. Yeah. Um, it's, only, I mean, it's only going to get worse from here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, well, yes. Yeah. Yes, that's I mean, right. There's two, Bowen did uh, at least two good Thanos statues. Um, the There's an Iron Studios one. Speaking of Iron Studios, there's an Iron Studios one 
um, that I've seen recently, which is, I'm not sure what scale it is, um, but Thanos on the throne. Um, I, I don't know if it's... Head- Studios just did one. Yeah, I don't know if it's head's <laughs> a bit throne. small. <laughs> I don't know, his head looks a bit small to me. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, now that you mention it, I mean, a bit of artistic license, license perhaps. Yeah. Uh, yep, maybe they just ran out of clay. Had to skimp on the yeah, head. Somebody, yeah, some, somebody else was sculpting the head and they... <laughs> what do you oh, mean it's a little... What are you, you doing? You made it how big? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm sticking with Marvel. I'm moving to Diamond Slit Toys now and Mini Mites. Mini, mini Mites. Mini Mites. Ah, there are mini mites. Hey, mini mites! Yeah, also known as mini mates, um, uh, is never gives up. Wave sixty nine. There are two packs, um, four two packs, and we're getting some really great classic Marvel characters: Black Knight and the Enchantress, both for the first time in mini mates. Uh, Tigra for the first time in mini mates with a classic Falcon. Very groovy. And then we've got Blizzard, Blizzard 2 with a Mandroid, which is groovy. And then mm. there's also Blizzard 1. So often they do this where they'll have a one, two pack that's got like a variant in it. So your Black Knight and Enchantress, Falcon and Tigra are the standards. And then Blizzard 2 is the main, um, standard with Mandroid, but you could get Blizzard 1 as well. This is just classic love all the way awesome so were the classic mandroids gold yes okay i thought so um so very you know, i saw a uh, picture during the week of the b9 robot from lost in space in mini made form and i meant to go yes. back and look you know you're right that. i saw that too yeah i really dig him yeah i don't need to find i can him. also confirm that those gold mandroids never had silver legs are you sure are you sure i am you're not going to have to retract Justin that. Justin have to dig out a his VHS. <laughs> <laughs> um, and finally, Diamond Select has also been doing some DC animated uh, statues and busts. There's a Two Face from the Batman animated line bust that's just come out this month, and the latest in that Batman animated bust line is Scarecrow. Um, and then there is also a Zatanna statue coming out um, that is part of the Batman animated line. Um, so these are PVC pieces. So Zatanna is going to be about nine inches tall. Scarecrow is going to be about six inches tall. Um, oh, sorry. The, I take that back. The statue is PVC, but Scarecrow is a resin bust. So... Hmm. Yeah, definitely a price-friendly um, price point for these sort of collectibles. I think Scarecrow looks great. Yeah. I always like that version of Scarecrow. Too. Yeah, yeah, I'm a fan. I'm, I just love Batman animated series. Absolutely. So. Yep. Yeah. Well, they've done quite a few of these um, busts now, so if you were keen you know, on that, collecting in that forum, that would be uh, something that you might like. And, and the listeners of the sh- and listeners of the show will be glad to know that this bust has arms. Yes, thank you, because we, you know, I'm very anti-armless. Not armless people, please don't write in, not that you could, but the, um, the arm, well, you, know, you could ask a friend. The, but Zatanna, yeah, she's got arms and legs, which is even better, so. She's quite cute, I think she'd, yeah, yeah that's nice. I, I don't know if I like the bat in her hand, though. It seems like she should have something else there. Yeah, 
well, you know, maybe it's a nod to Batman the Animated Series. It's just nice that she's not doing... Sh- uh, is it from the show? Is it? That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Yeah. Someone write it in and tell us. Or John, yeah. will, John will tell us during the week, if no one else does. Well, at least they're not doing some hokey magic trick, like, you know, pulling a rabbit, rabbit out of a hat, yeah. which <laughs> really easy to sort that. of do. I like rabbits. Well, if you were a fan of this sort of stuff, uh, DC Direct, back in the day, did statues of a lot of the Batman animated stuff, and those now go for mega bucks on eBay, like particularly some of the female characters, Poison Ivy, Zatanna, etc. Um, so the if you were keen on this, you know, this is definitely a, a price friendly way to do it. And I think that the the PVC stuff that Diamond Slit does always looks great. Yeah, I like these. Yeah. 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 No, I like it. I like it. I'm not gonna branch out, but no, I like no. it. Yeah, it's all good, okay. and that is my news, and I believe that is the news. Well, it is, and I've been waiting all week for the next segment because it's a new installment of Name That, and Yay. it will be right up after this. Well, it's time for everybody's favorite podcast game. Name that. And you know what? I'm John, but I'm also known as Engineer Nerd. And I'm over at TVandFilmToys.com. Please go check it out. Um, and every week I come on, we play an old action figure sound or some kind of toy-related thing. And you know what? You guys guess where it's from. And it's part of our, our dedication to interaction with you guys. So we will get right to it. And we're going to play a sound from last week. Yes. There's one of these free fun erasers inside specially marked packages of Kellogg's Sugar Pop cereal. And a free cereal spoon in specially marked packages of Kellogg's Sugar Snack cereal. Groovy gifts with faces of... Well. Okay. Now, I happen to know that Ben knows what this is because Ben went over and commented in the forum. Oh, very good. But not a, because somebody else got this one. So it's, it's not mask. It's not mask. Scott, any guesses? Josie and the Pussycats. It is Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. Oh my gosh! I went out of my way to try and find a Josie and the Pussycats <laughs> just to play for you. You are amazing. And I have been waiting all week just, just, just for this very, very moment. All week? You mean four years? <laughs> no, because I've. I'm so happy. So I'm Scott, so happy. Scott finally got one right. Yay! But this Except it. I didn't. I got it, did they? Um, actually, within hours of the show posting, Hellbot put up <laughs> Joker and <laughs> Pussycats. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is amazing. Which I have no idea how he got. So, um, Hellbot has been amazing this week, and um, he got a point in the forum. For his guest oh. of Josie and the Pussycats. That is amazing. So. I'm so happy. Thank you so much. I, I did that just for you. You know. you know what? I really loved that show when I was a kid. I don't think I ever watched it. Actually, the, well, yeah, I mean, there was Josie and the Pussycats, and then there was Josie and the Pussycats in space. Um, you know, and they were both, yeah. <laughs> Jumping the shark. 
Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know, when they got to Josie and the pussy cats in outer space, you're like, what? Really? <laughs> I don't, I don't oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. They went to space. <laughs> Somebody else went to space too, and it was really weird. <laughs> I, I imagine so. It was the seventies. Everybody was going to space. Yeah, everyone was in space for sure. <laughs> the, I remember actually being quite traumatized at my grandparents' house by something where they all got like put in these little glass capsules and dropped to the bottom of the sea, <laughs> and then we had to go to church. And I'm like, "But they're at the bottom of the sea. We can't leave." <laughs> you guys go without me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway, carry on. Yeah, well, Thank you so much. This is this has made my week. Thank you. Well, good, <laughs> good. And maybe we can make somebody else's week next week because we'll put a new sound right here. You missed me, scum. Oh, yuck. I guess we made a mess out of their plans. And if you're not as fast as Hobot, we'll play it one more time. You missed me, scum. Oh, yuck. I guess we made a mess out of their plans. Ben? If I thought I was like Hellbot or Scott and knew what that was, what would I do? You would go over to our delightful forum at www.afbforum.com. You'd go to Fanboy Free For All and look for the Name That thread. Actually, it's in the pegs. but Is it? Yeah. I, I, as I was saying it, I thought, I actually don't have any idea. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, I feel like I need to clarify that I didn't have any idea what that was. I was just randomly guessing Josie and the Pussy because I always do. Yeah, see, I, I said yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah, said thanks, buddy. Good work. Yeah. Woo! And if, thanks, thanks for taking the focus off me. If, if you were if you were set up for the win and, and they got that right, what would happen, Scott? Um, well, you would get a foreign point, of course, um, and uh, then this week only, you would also get a. Uh, discarded or shedded um, feather from Sesame Street's Big Bird. Yeah, Very exciting. Mm-hmm. Actually, I would take that. I'd be all over that. It's, it's a bit dusty. I'm just kind of letting you know. Are, yeah. are you sure that isn't from like the, the woman that dusts the offices? And just, uh, well, look, I'm saying it was shedded and yeah, I'm, look, it's a Big Bird feather, right? Just believe me. Yeah. Before. No worries. I'm still waiting on those magic <laughs> beans to grow too, but I've been watering them every day. Remember, I said that they were like on a delay, right? Yeah. And also that um, if they're not growing, it's because you're not bleeding enough. Uh, yeah, just have have more faith. Do you guys remember Mexican jumping beans? You know, you go to a oh yeah gas station, and they'd always be in the little you know thing at the creepy things. No. <laughs> must have been an American thing. Yeah, it must have been. And wasn't there a bug or something inside of Isn't that, uh, Did they just quit jumping at some point in time? Yeah, the <laughs> bug died. <laughs> we were at a campground one time, and my dad bought this little envelope, and it said rattlesnake eggs. Oh! <gasps> It had a little picture of a rattlesnake on the outside of it. And he goes, take a look inside. And it had this little thing in there that would spin. Like it would, you know, vibrate the package whenever you opened it up. It was just like a little wound <laughs> up, like washer on a rubber band. Well. It the crap out of me as a kid. Explains the nightmares. 
Yeah, I didn't have a bigger brother. I had my dad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, that's funny. Anyway, if, if all this is too tough, come over to tvandfilmtoys.com. Tuesdays, Thursdays, we play a picture version. Still guess in the forum. Still get points. Still get a shot at that feather. And you know what? I think we will come back and maybe talk to Ben about a toy or something. Cool. Yeah, why not? Cool. I, it looks cool. I'm interested to hear about this. I've been I've been curious about this for a while. So we'll come back and talk to Ben right after this. Pussycats offers from Kellogg's. There's one of these free, fun erasers inside specially marked packages of Kellogg's Sugar Pop cereal. And a free Pussycat cereal spoon in specially marked packages of Kellogg's Sugar Snack cereal. Groovy gifts with faces of my Pussycats TV gang. Look for these special Kellogg's cereal packages. Get your free Josie and the Pussycats gifts today. Well, it's time for one of our favorite feature segments. And that's Toy of the Week because, you know, we're a toy show, so we talk about toys. And this is where we get to spotlight them. And, Ben, you're spotlighting something this week that's kind of cool. It's not really an action figure. It's not really a statue. <laughs> it's somewhere in between. So take well, away, Ben. Yes. Thank you, John. It's, uh, it is an actual toy of the week as opposed to an action figure or a statue or, or something else. And um, this one came to me by way of uh, my birthday. So um, it was very cool to, to sort of uh, unwrap and, and, and get into. But I am talking about the Egg Attack Iron Man 3 Mark II floating version uh, toy, which comes to us uh, by way of Beast Kingdom. Now, if you're not familiar with Beast Kingdom, that's probably because uh, they don't do a whole lot right now. And if you go to their website, it's uh, all in a foreign language. Um, these guys are known for their egg attack uh, stylized figures, uh, mainly with Marvel licenses and uh, Star Wars. So there's some groovy stuff getting around. So the, the egg attack figures are stylized, so they have the sort of almost normalish body proportions, maybe slightly chunky, but with a, a bigger than normal head. Um, I guess, you know, kind of like Hikari and Dorbs, only better. Um, you know, and they don't suck. Uh, however, they are hideously expensive. Oh, um, oh. even the, uh, even the non-floating versions of egg attack figures are, are yeah. horrendously expensive. So if you're going to go to eBay and do a search on egg attack, um, be prepared for some big numbers. You know, um, so wait a minute. I, sorry, John. I have to say something. You know what egg attack always reminds me of <coughs> big trouble in little China. Oh, <laughs> that's probably where they get it from. I always expect the little Chinese dude to be coming out and throwing eggs at people. <laughs> Carry on. I'm sorry. Well, it's kind of awkward because they've got a really awesome company named Beast Kingdom, and then their main product is called Egg Attack. Which <laughs> anyway. So breaking down the title, Egg Attack is the type of figure. Iron Man Three is the movie. Uh, and Mark II is the armor type that we are talking about, the Mark II being the uh, entirely silver armor, which I am not in any great hurry to go back and revisit Iron Man 3, and I'm trying to think whether the Mark II was even remotely prominent. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. did Iron Mark Man 3 II become War Machine mm. in the second one? 
Mm, yeah, good. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. Yeah, why not? Because I thought Rhodey took it, and then that's the suit that actually became War Machine. Got painted up, yeah. Yeah, let's do that. So, anyway, I think possibly what happened is they got the Iron Man 3 license, and then they decided to just go a bit... Um, bit crazy so um I, I think what this really is uh is is just uh, an opportunity to reuse the the sculpt uh from a, a red and gold suit of armor so uh, whichever version that was um this is a figure that came out in 2015 uh, i only recently got this so it's a 2016 acquisition for me and what is it well i'm glad i'm glad you asked so it's uh, the iron man mark ii silver armor and it's Iron Man in uh, it's this stylized figure in a flying pose, so he's uh, he's meant to be horizontal. He's got his arms sort of uh, gently out beside him, uh, using his uh, his hand repulsors to sort of stabilize, etc. In terms of size, he's about six point three inches long. That's about sixteen centimeters. Um, if you pick one of these up, if you're lucky, you will find this for the original retail price, which was 170 US dollars. But these things are sold out everywhere. Uh, you'd be struggling to pick one up at that price now because uh, there are actually a few different Iron Man armors to choose from, uh, but they're all pre uh, they're all sold out. So have a, a good look around at your favorite retailer. Um, the floating version, I guess I'll just get straight to the point. The idea is that there are magnets inside the suit of Iron Man armor and there are magnets in the base. And when you get it all happening, he gently floats above the base using magnetic repulsion. Um, now, in terms of packaging, uh, at first I thought the box was a little bit dull because it's white and then the the Iron Man imagery and title and everything is, is done in a silver emboss. And I thought that was a bit plain until... I had a bit of a quick look around the internet and saw that the original box for the red and gold armor was quite sort of elaborate in terms of reds and golds and yellows and that. So obviously they've wanted to do something a little bit different for this figure. Uh, and given that, you know, it is just entirely silver, they've decided to uh, dial it back and, uh, you know, adjust the styling accordingly. So that's pretty cool. Comes in a fairly decent sized box with a window flap. So you can open that up and there's a couple of um, quotes from the movie and you can have a look at the figure inside the box. Um, even if you do open that window flap, it is actually a little bit boring because there's quite a bit of assembly that goes on with this figure. Uh, each piece is also in its own little plastic bag and you know how that always seems to take away from the clarity when you're trying to look through a, a window box. So it mm. um, seems a bit pointless to me. Uh so, yeah, so I, I quite like the styling in terms of collector friendly. Uh, it is, but it's, it's a bit of a hot toy type situation. You've got uh, multiple trays and it's all a bit fiddly. So if you yeah, have a good look when you're taking it apart and that'll help you get it back together again. So I did get it all back in the box um, to, to move it around. So that was fine. Now, in terms of sculpt, um, this is a pretty high end item. So you'd have, you know, some decent expectations and uh, I wasn't disappointed. The, the sculpt on this is just fantastic. There's a lot going on with this armor and because it's been stylized, they've adjusted it accordingly. So, um, nothing really looks, you know, despite the figure being out of proportion, nothing looks unusual. It still looks like Iron Man, uh, all the little grooves and rivets and everything are all beautifully done. Uh, there's no sort of corners cut anywhere. I did actually think that the figure was um, cast in a in a sort of a silver PVC, but um, I could just tell that it actually has been sprayed um, a sort of a, a metallic silver. So uh, that's been done really effectively. 
Um, in terms of paint, there's not much else happening other than that. Uh, I think with the red and gold, you'd be able to obviously talk about that a little bit more, but this is just silver across the board and it's uh, it's really well done. There's um, nothing where it shouldn't be. There's no slop or anything or build up in any of the grooves. It's, it's really well done. Um, well, I guess moving right through to articulation, um, no articulation, but let's get into the complexities of why this figure does what it does. What you do get is a, a quite a heavy um, round base, and uh, I think it's meant to represent a type of um, arc reactor. So it's a silver round base with a blue kind of arc reactor finish on the top. I thought it might have been a some sort of decal or a sticker or something, but it seems to be really well printed into the base it's actually quite nice and it's got some quite um quite a bit of heft to it and that's because it's actually full of magnets uh so at this point you're sort of going okay well what am i actually supposed to do here and it comes with some decent instructions that are actually in english and uh haven't been written by someone who has a a, a, a passing grasp of english they're actually quite clear and straightforward but you need to actually power this figure up and it doesn't actually come with any kind of batteries so one of the things i was a bit disappointed is if you for example you know you, you spent a lot of money on this figure while you were traveling for work like scott does you wouldn't be able to take this back to your hotel room take it out of the box and have fun with it because there's actually no way to power it now, in terms of powering it, you've got two options. One is to pick up uh, an adapter uh, that goes to the wall socket and then you plug it in with one of those kind of, um, I think it's the 2.1 millimeter uh, uh, adapter plug. And most people don't just have those laying around. Most people have those attached to something. So if you're like me and you're a bit of a hoarder and, you know, when your old modem dies, you, you hurl it in the bin, but you keep the adapter. So you've got that, that box that you go rummaging through with your cables and you might be lucky enough. Or you could go straight to eBay and just, you know, pick one up cheap there. Your other option in terms of powering this guy is he comes with a little battery case that is a separate unit and it holds, <clears throat> are you ready for this, eight double a batteries Whoa. um from from those eight double a batteries there is a short cable that allows you to plug it into the base so uh, i did what any good parent would do and i went and raided all the kids toys <laughs> and uh, stuff they weren't using to sort of get enough batteries together and i filled that sucker up and there's a little on switch. So I, I plugged it into the base and I turned it on. Uh, and it actually lights up. So there are some blue LEDs in there that light up. And we were off and running in terms of the base. So things were looking good at this point. Now, in terms of Iron Man himself, his faceplate actually comes off. And inside the faceplate, um, inside where the, the, the panel would go, is an on-off switch and there's a battery compartment there that uses um, those little sort of watch batteries. Uh, so you flick the on switch and he lights up and then you just click the faceplate back on with the magnet and it holds quite well, comes off quite easily. Uh, and then I got a, a huge surprise because, boy, when this guy lights up, his LEDs are bright. I've never seen lights that are so bright on a, on a toy. Uh, his two uh, eye sockets or his eye slits in, in the visor light up. The two repulsors in his hands light up. The arc reactor in his chest and the two boot jets all light up. So there's seven lights that actually come on and they are extremely extremely bright uh, i was really quite impressed so it wasn't just sort of a little dull cheap effort they, they really do um, light up which is amazing 
So by now you, you've you've powered up um, Iron Man, you've powered up the base, and it's time to get things happening. So you sort of hold a, one finger just under his the toes of his boots and one under his chin, and you're gently lowering him onto the base. Now, I'm not going to go into the laws of electromagnetics, but um, I suspect what's happening is there are a series of magnets around the, the outer circumference of the base which are actually uh, that, w- that will attract Iron Man. So if you, if you move him too close over to one edge, he actually gets sucked out of your hand and shoots onto the base. And I was a little bit concerned because those magnets have got some serious strength to them. And, and Iron Man, he, he jumped out of my hand. Uh, then I continued reading the instructions, and I noticed that inside the box, and it mentions it in the instructions, there is a square piece of very soft, um, quite thick vinyl. And the idea is that you actually place the square of vinyl over the base so that while you are positioning Iron Man, if you do have any issues and he does hit the base, the, the figure is not damaging the base and vice versa. So I thought that was actually a, a quite a clever little uh, addition to sort of keep your your figure in nice shape because um, while Iron Man is actually PVC, between the batteries and lights and stuff like that, he does actually have a little bit of weight to him. So you really don't want to sort of keep messing it up and have this figure just clacking the base repeatedly. So obviously there is a, a magnet in his chest that is repelled by the one in the centre of the base. And the idea is you've got to get those lined up so that the two magnets are repelling each other while the magnets around the circumference are actually sort of pulling on him and holding him in place. So I thought this would be really cool and I'd get Iron Man set up, except he got sucked out of my hand and he whacked the base. And then I had another go and he got sucked out of my hand and he whacked on the base on a different side of the, you know, the, the perimeter. Um, so after about 15 failed attempts, I was getting really, really annoyed and I thought this is the stupidest action figure ever and what a dumb idea and it's never going to work and I'm going to put it back in the box and just, you know, stick it in the comic room and this is crap and this is really sucky and holy crap, it works and he's awesome. And it suddenly I got it right on that sweet spot uh, and he was floating and it is I was like, uh, I was like the fat kid on Free Cupcake Day. This dude is just fantastic. He he sits there and he hovers, and it's it's just all giggly good fun. Like he really is amazing. He sits there floating above, and because the magnets are sort of holding him in place, if you're really really careful, you can just hold him. You can stop him from moving, and he just sits perfectly still. Uh, if you give him just a very gentle touch on one of his boots on one side, he'll just sit there and just gently rotate um, on his little magnetic sort of propulsion. If you give him a sort of a bit sterner of a push, he sits there and he spins quite quickly. So it really is amazing. So, um, yeah, so by now I was having a lot of fun because he was all lit up. Uh, and I was doing this at um, the table just off the kitchen when my tadpoles noticed and they all came running over and squealing and they said, oh, Iron Man's flying, Iron Man's flying. And they thought it was just the most amazing thing uh, because they're sort of seven, five and five. I was oh. going, oh, look at this. And I was passing a sheet of paper underneath and going, look, look, look. And they were, ooh, ah, ooh, ah. So they were just completely blown away by it. And uh, 
And it's actually a lot of fun. And when you're actually watching him sit there and just gently spin as he's hovering in the air, um, you can appreciate the sculpt so much more like the, the, the ailerons or whatever you call them that come off of his back, you know, that, that help him sort of slow down and, and stuff like that. They're all out. Um, and, and the sculpt is, you know, it's a really impressive figure in terms of the level of detail in it. And to just sort of see it sitting there floating, it's actually quite, quite neat. So um, what I also liked is when I was putting him on the base and, and sort of just about getting it on that sweet spot, the blue LEDs in the base actually change. And so they go from sort of uh, a ring around the base to suddenly um, uh, sort of descending inwards. Uh, they, they look, the, the circles kind of get smaller and go into the center. And so that gives you kind of an idea that you, you're getting him into the right place. So then once I you know, was brave enough to take him off, I found it actually easier to get him back on sort of the, the second and third time. Oh, so yeah, cool. really, yeah, a, a lot of fun. So I'm, I'm going to head out tomorrow and actually buy some rechargeable batteries, um, eight of the suckers, because I can well. see myself playing with this guy um, a, a whole lot. It's, uh, it's, right. it's a lot of fun. Are the magnets then in the figure itself permanent magnets? They are. To be so honest, you can you stick can't... them to the fridge? Well, I haven't tried, but given the heft, I imagine that's what's causing the, the weight to the, to the PVC figure. Um, nothing is actually visible. You can't see the magnets. I think the base does come apart. There's some screws in the bottom, and I, I imagine you could sort of slip that top cover off and actually see what's happening inside and how it all works, but uh, haven't actually got that enthusiastic yet. So. <laughs> A, a lot of fun. It really is a lot of fun. And so the only kind of downside to this guy for me uh, is dun, 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 right on the front of the uh. base is a big, ugly <laughs> I've been waiting for this. logo. <laughs> and it's it's bright red. Um, it's bright red. It says Marvel, Iron Man 3, Mark 2. And like that that nameplate was actually facing me when my my girls came running up and so they couldn't even see it and they just came running up and went wow look iron man's flying so this is yeah. a silver version of iron man it's not even red and gold um it's stylized yet they still knew who it was um so i'm feeling you know like Ugh. now i can tell that that nameplate is probably only attached with a single hole because it's it's ever so slightly loose and I'm, I'm sure i could probably pry it off and be left with a single hole there but uh I, I think you know you could probably turn the base uh around so that you weren't looking at that logo at the front so a little bit disappointing given how neat the base is and it actually looks like a little, little arc reactor from the top. In the, the photos, it doesn't really do it justice. It just looks like it's white, but in fact it's actually uh, a pale blue, which is actually really groovy. So that's a bit disappointing. I think it was a little bit fiddly to sort of get set up. I, I think it was disappointing that... Um, you don't actually get a power supply of any description with it. Iron Man actually does have uh, the batteries in him, so it's just the the power source that doesn't have one. And, and maybe that's an international licensing thing. I don't know. Maybe they're not allowed to ship it with batteries. Um, so, yeah, look, there's probably a few critiques there. But um, to be honest, it's it's just so much fun. Once he's doing his thing and he's he's floating about and those super bright LEDs are lighting up that face mask and, and also the repulsors in his hands. It's, uh, it's, it's just, 
yeah, it's just too much fun to, to pick at. So I'm going to give this guy nine and a half out of ten dollars. I think that's well deserved. I, I've been wondering about these for a while. You know, I've seen them around and on pre-order. And like you said, they normally sell out pretty quick. But, uh, yeah, I, I was cur- really curious when I saw you were doing this, What, how you actually thought about it. Well, one that you might have an interest in, John, is one of their upcoming ones is actually a Millennium Falcon. that. Hmm. Sits floating above a, uh, oh, a a space base. Yeah, rather tempting. So, yeah, and look, he doesn't float that high off. Um, it might give you the impression that he's quite high up, but he's probably only about half an inch off of that base, which I guess is still pretty good. Um, you know, given it's just a few magnets. Um, but you know, he certainly doesn't. You know, sit hovering four inches off the base or anything like that. So, was there any pacemaker warnings on the package or anything? <laughs> There are, yes, there are actually warnings that say do not really? keep it near electronic devices like phones and things like that. Wow. Yes. Oh, and it has an auto power shutdown. So if you leave it on at your desk and forget to turn it off when you head home for the day, he will actually shut down on his own. Whether that means he also comes crashing down, as uh, I'm not about to sort of test that out anytime soon, but yes, he will depower. Hmm. Huh. Well, that's yeah. cool. Very it's cool. Off. Yeah. Yay, birthdays. Yeah, that's a very neat, neat little thing, Ben. I mean, that's that's cool. I, the, the, you, in the video you had where the faceplate came off, I was like, wow, I would have never expected that to come off there. Because it, it's yeah. so seamless. Yeah. It, it is, and it's it's really easy to get off. There's um, it, It's really just a matter of holding your fingers on either side, and it's just enough pressure just pulling it with your fingers, it comes off. And I thought, oh, geez, that's a bit loose. But when I went to put it back on, the magnets sucked it out of, you know, from between my fingers and back into place without a problem. And it fits beautifully. You wouldn't even tell that it actually came off. So, Well, cool. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. And since you got something cool, I think we should all talk about cool things we got this week and come back after this and talk about things we got. Sounds good to me. What's that? Digimon, Digimon monsters, Digimon have more power. Automon, Gabumon, Agumon, go! Digimon, Digimon monsters, Digimon fights in evil. Quagamon, Seedramon, Miramon, Strudel! Digimon, Digimon monster, Rulemon, Kramon, Digimon, throw! The Digimon adventure continues with Digimon action figures, trading cards too. Digimon, each sold separately from Bandai. We're all here because we collect cool stuff, and Ben just had something cool. But uh, you know, we really this is what did we get this week to make other people jealous? Um, that's what we should call this segment. But we call it feeding the addiction. And Ben, what do you got this week? Well, in addition to my egg attack, I man, I picked up a couple of Marvel Legends that I was missing, and when the Spidey wave from ways back, the Hobgoblin wave came out, uh, I got ever so confused about all the different Spider characters. Because uh, I honestly don't keep up with them all, and after a SMS discussion with Eddie, he clarified exactly who was whom, and I went back and actually picked up the uh, the Ultimate Spider Woman and the Spider Girl, which is some um, Spider Girl twenty ninety nine, and uh, added those to my Marvel Legends collection. Cool, nice, yeah. 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 Well, I. Uh... I had kind of a slow couple of weeks. I've only picked up a mystery mini from Five Nights at Freddy's. I got the puppet, which kind of looks like the puppet from Saw, kind of, sort of, <laughs> way. Oh. But, yeah. Very cool. <laughs> Bless you. Bless I'm you. Sorry. I could, 
I could not reach the mute button. I was going to say, I've muted every one of mine. (laughs) (laughs) I was was trying to do both at the same time, and I actually fell short of the mute button as I was clicking. (laughs) Man. But um, I've gotten through the first two nights at the first five nights at Freddy's, but I have not made it any further. So, um, But I'm digging the mystery minis. And uh, that's cool. So, and also, I made a pre-order this week, and Ben is not going to like the sound of this, but I actually pre-ordered the uh, the Punisher One Twelve Collective figure as well. Yay. So, um, I actually didn't even think about it. I was like, I was halfway through checking out, and I was like, "Wait, what am I doing? <laughs> I'm ordering a how much dollar figure?" <laughs> but um, good for you. Good. For well, you. I had actually considered for a long time asking for a holiday or birthday or something, the uh, sideshow one. And um, when I saw this one, I was like, well, this is really more in line with the kind of things I collect rather than the the, the sideshow one. So the the price point was a little lower. The the size was a little smaller. So I thought, you know, that would fit more with my stuff. Um, You know, I'm not saying I don't have any, uh, you know, 12 inch figures. Cause I do, I have some of the, you know, the Monty Pythons and some other things and some GI Joes, but, um, this was just more in line with my, you know, some of my, uh, figure arts and stuff. So I thought that that would be a better way to go. Hey, hmm. so, stuff. so Scott, I, I know you got something this week and, uh, I, I thought it was kind of cool. That you finally got. Yay. So I got a few things. I got my hot toys, star Wars, princess Leia, which I'm going to review later in the show. I got two of the new Rock Candy uh, PVC toys from Funko. This is another a new SKU from Funko. And these are, if you know the Vinyl Vixens, which are kind of maybe about seven, eight-inch um, versions of the DC female characters, the Rock Candy ones are like three and three-quarter-ish. Um, diff- different sculpts, but same sort of style. And I got the Batgirl and Supergirl. There's actually two Batgirls in the line, uh, modern, like the, you know, most current one, Babs Tar one, and then a classic. So I got the classic and then I got Supergirl so that she wouldn't be lonely. Um, and, uh, I, I might do a little review of them for the website. Actually, I don't think they're quite Toy of the Week, um, category, but they're new. And I think same price here as a pop vinyl and, um, quite fun. I don't know how far they'll go. Um, the line, cause they don't seem to be making more vinyl, vinyl vixens. So, um, but yeah, quite fun. And then I also got my shipment of the boss fight studios, Vitruvian hacks Kickstarter. So, yay. Finally. So I mentioned before that their international shipping, um, was delayed, but because of the delay, they gave you the option of choosing a extra figure, which is pretty groovy. And so as well as the, uh, kind of standard pack of Medusa and the Stone Spartan, etc., which came with the little skeletons. I also got a Leonidas, which is pretty amazing. So he's definitely a future toy of the week. Oh, cool. Um, I look forward yeah. to that one. Yeah. So, um, now I'm hanging out for my, uh, Four Horsemen Mythic Legions. Hey. Yeah. Yes, started shipping, didn't they? Mm, mm. Probably just Maybe. to the Americans. Yeah. <laughs> These Kickstarter Did people, you, they, they're quite happy to take the money from the internationals, and then they're like, oh, man, we got to ship all that way? Oh, yeah. Wow. That's so much more of a hassle because yeah. you have to let the customs forms. Yeah. And, oh, Sorry, we're not guys. Doing this again. Yeah, it's going to take a lot longer to get to you. Sorry. It's like, oh. Anyway. <laughs> Did you get more than one skeleton? 
Ah, uh, hold on. Give me one moment. You just get the pink one. I think I've got two. Oh. I've got my, sorry, bad audio. I've got my box right here, Russell, Russell. got my t-shirt and my figures. I just picked them up today. And, oh, I've got two bags of air. Very exciting. <laughs> and, oh, no, sorry, i got a pink skeleton and a base and the little things. Mm. Yeah. So, was that, was that, that, I didn't, that was just a pack-in, right? I didn't buy that, did I? No, I think that was a thank you for supporting our... <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> lovely. I can yeah. buy that, did I? Um, uh-huh. Gosh, these are lovely. I mean, uh, anyway, I will, I'll save it for the... Um, save it for the review, but the Leonidas is lovely. And if the quality control of um, Marvel Universe was as good as that, I'd be so happy. <laughs> yeah, actually, when I got... Um, because I actually had my Stone Spartan had two different feet, or two of the same oh, yes. feet, he had two yep. left feet. Yep. And um, I mentioned that to them <laughs> when I got my second ship. Summed up my dancing career. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mine, mine too. Um, my extra foot was in there, so they, they actually made sure to ship it together, so it was cool. Oh, that's so nice. Cool. cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy you got those, and I'm, I'm glad you're happy with them. Oh, because that makes amazing. Because, you know, sometimes when you get something like that, like I was really excited and I thought they were really good, but sometimes you wonder, am I the only one thinking this or, <laughs> you know? Well, look for me being someone who like, I'm unlikely to have a space to display these. It is the collector friendliness of the packaging that, mm. um, wins me over. Cause you know, there's some things that you kind of get and then you open it and you're like, Oh, well, I wish I hadn't done that. Like, um, but these, you know, I'll be able to kind of take them out, photograph them, have a review, but then they just look amazing in the packaging. It is so mm. good. So yeah, good. all their artwork is nice too. Oh, they, it's they amazing. Nice job with all. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the thing that excites me about this more than the particular property is that, Hey, like we've got to support, uh, these people that, are trying to do stuff at this level of quality outside of the major companies because um, it's the it's the future, people. It's the future. Well, I, I think that's a, a big thing. Yes, maybe we waited a little longer than we all wanted oh to. Oh gosh, yeah. But but when but when they delivered, they delivered. It wasn't like we got a a five dollar you know dollar general action figure we got a yeah, yeah. what we paid for you know so. and, and look i think with kickstarters you, you do it, it's a different kettle of fish in terms of you're prepared to to wait um the it, it, look i mean i've got i've got the very first kickstarter i ever backed i think i'm never going to see um they they've you know produced half the figures and just not the ones that i chose in the yeah. end um yeah, <laughs> uh, but with stuff like this, you know, the the communication about it was very good. I mean, I'm not complaining about internationals getting the short end of the stick, but the communication about it was very good, and that's all you can ask for with stuff like Kickstarters and things is as long as they keep you updated, like delays happen, and at the end of the day, you want a quality product, and this, yeah. def- this definitely is. Mm. Yeah, well, I'm sorry about that one where I was getting hair implants that didn't go through, I yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, dude, yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyway. anyone was more disappointed than you, so that's okay. Yeah, yeah it's okay. And, and, and I just was that a Kickstarter or was that a GoFundMe? Oh, that was a GoFundMe. It was a GoFundMe, yeah. yeah. So we gave you all the money to get implants, and what did you actually spend it on? Um, 
I got implants, but there was some miscommunication and they, they put it on my back. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. <laughs> I will play, be playing Kong in the next film whenever you see him from behind. Sounds like the people that, um, you hear the horror stories of people that have like, you know, the wrong limb amputated or something. Yeah. 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 I actually have a, a friend who unfortunately had to have, uh, a, a limb like part of a limb amputated and he actually like got a big black text <laughs> beforehand and wrote on his leg this one take this one and then on the other one on the other one not this uh, one not this one <laughs> wrong, le- they, wrong leg they actually have that as one of the intake procedures at one of the the, the places that um you know i'm we end up going to for medical stuff i can't remember what one of us was having something done, a surgery, and they actually said, okay, we're going to write on you right here. You know, yeah. this is what we need I, to do. Yep, and, I, and they actually, you know, go through it with you. Okay, is this what you're getting done? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Let's write that down. Yeah, I'm all for that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would, yeah. anyway. Well, how... What a tangent. Let's let's keep doing a show. Asher, a good show. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. maybe we'll, we'll come back with something that's not so cool. What do you think? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do that. Okay. We'll be back after this. What is this, Bizarro World? Well, Red Carded is our chance to poke fun at the the what-the-hell-happened-there moments in our hobby. And sometimes they're unusual announcements, sometimes they're just figures that should not be made, and sometimes they're just things that annoy us. And... Both Scott and Ben are annoyed this week, so yeah. <laughs> tell us what you're annoyed by. Oh, <laughs> we finished so, curling our cactus. So many things. People who walk slow <laughs> in shops, why do they have to walk right in the middle? Like, why can't they move to the side? Because they know, like, it's okay to be slow. But, oh, you mean like... Take forever at ATMs, oh, like they've never read the instructions before. Seriously. I had an old lady glare at me in a parking lot while I was driving through because I made her get over to one side. <laughs> people people that, you know, you insist on beast. using the self-checkout even though they're totally not capable of doing it. <laughs> That's why I don't. No, I'm well, going to be well, independent. Yeah, my, my kind of theory of society should be that we herd everyone up and then you're not allowed to kind of enter back into society until you can successfully check a load of groceries out of the self-checkout yourself without having to have help. <laughs> See, the groceries are the ones I don't like. Anything that you got to look up on the little screen, I don't want to touch the screen. So <laughs> I'm not doing that. Yeah. But uh, in the um, toy and collectibles world, um, we're actually annoyed with DC collectibles this week. Um, huh? I know. And look, and I have to say, they've been in my good books um, because I think they're doing a lot of great stuff. And uh, But they are doing an annoying thing that annoys us, and that is reissuing stuff that you didn't know was coming or that maybe you bought earlier or uh, reissuing stuff like it's new, but it's actually not. Um, yes. So, Ben, why don't you take the first example? Yes, well, uh, if you've been listening for any length of time, you can probably remember me raging against the machine when DC Collectibles announced they were releasing an updated Batmobile for the six-inch Batman uh, animated series line. Uh, it's not a cheap 
vehicle and so to reissue it and make it better uh, I thought was just a, a kick in the groin to collectors who were supporting the line had been buying the figures bought the vehicle because you know you want to show that it's successful and, and hope that they do uh, future vehicles um, so to just reissue it again was a bit of an insult and they obviously haven't learned their lesson because they've gone and done something similar again only this time they're releasing a Batman and Robin 2-pack, which comes with a bat signal. And the bat signal even lights up. It's battery-powered, and even though the batteries aren't included, uh, it's got an on-off switch, and it lights up, and it looks really groovy. And if I'm not mistaken, the Batman and Robin figures have the um, the updated leg articulation that doesn't feature the horrible pinholes on the front of their thighs. So... Uh, these two figures have been available for a while, and if you're a fan of this line, you have more than likely picked them up already sans bat signal. So I think that's just a little bit insulting because um, um, it's six. Yeah, sorry, go, keep going. No, no, I was just going to say it's going to cost uh, $60 for the set of the two figures and the bat signal. Um, and I, I think that's actually a pretty decent price. So that's. Um, the other Annoying. issue here is that with that, uh, so they, they issued the Batmobile. I, I bought it. We reviewed it on the, on the show. And I, I got the, one as well. Yes. Yep, yep. And then they, um, reissued, they're, they're doing a reissue of a deluxe set that includes Batman, Robin, and the Bat Signal. And, mm. And the Batmobile, and so we're like, well, that's really annoying because um, if you already bought that, then why would you know now? Why would you want all that again? And now you've got to get that if you want the Bat Signal, and and it's a shame they're not just offering the Bat Signal or just the figures in the Bat Signal. And now here they are, and so it's that <laughs> you know that kind of classic um, annoyance of um, just not knowing stuff is coming. Like, you know, some people might say, right, well, I'm going to sell my other one or, you know, do this to get the deluxe one just to get the bat signal, etc. And then now here they are separate again. So why not just tell us at the time that this is what you're doing? Um, yeah. So that that's DC Collectibles annoying number one. And then annoying number <laughs> two is the brand new solicit for a new statue series called the DC Comics Designer Series Statue Wonder Woman by Adam Hughes. And I looked at this and thought, hmm, this looks rather familiar. In fact, oh, look, I have one right here. <laughs> I've had it for about, oh, I don't know, eight years. Yeah, quite a few years, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it's the, it's, um, well, the statue is the, the same, uh, statue as the original DC Cover Girls Wonder Woman, um, holding a lasso. The lasso looks slightly different, but, um, it's definitely the same, uh, well, it, it has to be the same sculpt, surely. Oh, it's probably even the same solicitation in terms of the image. I don't think they've updated anything because I remember being surprised that when this statue shipped, the end of the lasso actually goes into the side of her legs. So there's no kind of, um, you know, wiry because it's wire. There's no sort of wiry point just left hanging loose. It's, it's like um, that was some sort of safety issue. So they stuck it in the side of her boot, uh, and here is the wire hanging free again. So mm. uh, I would be surprised if this isn't even the original image. I think the original – didn't the original base have the character name on it? 
yeah, maybe they've updated the base because yeah, it looks embossed in this one. Yeah. Yeah, it actually has the logo painted on it. Yeah. Um, so this is, I think, a bit odd. Um, I'll be interested to see whether or not this is a that they're just going to continue to reissue those things. I mean, look, I don't have a problem with reissues. I think, yes, they're limited editions, but at the end of the day, like, you know, people need to have opportunities to collect things, etc. I just find it odd when they, you know, they say, uh, you yeah, know, the solicit says this new designer stat- series statue envisioned by Adam Hughes. And it's like, D- you made this eight years ago. Also, you know, um, that point you mentioned about reissuing, I mean, you know, when you release something and say, oh, it's limited edition to 5,200 pieces, you know, because it's the new 52, it's like, yeah, but in the future we'll just tweak it a little bit and release another 5,000 versions. Um, You know, if this is a popular piece, are they just going to keep flogging it forever? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a uh, pretty pretty confusing. Okay, so I'm looking at, um, okay, I'm just doing a little side by side comparison. Here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if this is not the same sculpt, it is uh, amazingly similar. Um, mm. You know, it's similar enough to be referenced at least in. You know, if they said like, you know, this is a reimagining or a reissue of the original Cover Girl statue. Etc. But just saying, you know, in this brand new statue, you're like, well, I don't think it's brand new. Hello. Um, but it, look, it's a lovely piece. If people are going to get an opportunity to own these again, uh, I mean, I think that's great. Um, it is, uh, it's just that, that kind of weird marketing, um, that I find just really, really odd. So DC collectibles, Shonky solicits this month. And you're getting our red card for this week. Yes. Yeah. Boom. So pay attention because we don't want any more Batman animated reissues. <laughs> That's right. Because they obviously listened to the show last time. Yeah, exactly. Again. Again. I think they're getting a red. That's the second one for that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. You're going to keep getting them until you listen to us. Damn straight. And speaking of listening to us, we'll be right back after this with another Toy of the Week. Luke Skywalker handles his saber well, Ben Kenobi. You should know, Yoda. Yes. I've been the Jedi Master for 800 years. Yoda and other action figures each sold separately. Beep, 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 beep. It's okay, R2-D2. I've got my laser pistol. Hold it, Luke. They're afraid of your snake, Yoda. You have nothing to fear. The Force is all around us. Yoda and other action figures each sold separately. From Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back collection. From Kenner. Well, I say it every week whenever he's doing a toy of the week, but we always save Scott for last because he always has the coolest stuff and he always does a great job reviewing it. And, uh, he is here and has a toy of the week. So here he is. Here I is. I am really enjoying collecting the hot toys, star Wars, uh, one, six scale figures. I, after a moment of madness, after I saw force awakens and thought I'd have to have them too, I found my, um, senses slash saw my bank balance and um got myself back to just original trilogy characters and so we haven't had a release for a little while but that is about to change because we've got a couple coming after this one i'm reviewing today which is the uh princess leia six scale collectible and this is uh princess leia as she appeared in star wars episode four a new hope which at the time was just star wars just in case you're wondering. 
So this is a, uh, there's two different versions of this out. One is a uh, standard version, which was, uh, I've got the other was a slideshow exclusive, which came same figure, but it came with a backdrop accessory. I mentioned last week on the show that for some reason, while the last couple of Star Wars Hot Toys have shipped to Australia from the Sideshow website. This one does not, so I couldn't get the exclusive, but not really worried about the backdrop anyway. And so I have the regular version. Um, this is 26 centimeters tall, so about 10.5 inches tall. So she scales really quite nicely um, with the rest of the cast. She's the last of the human characters that we can expect from a new hope because we've already had Luke, Obi-Wan and Han Solo and we've had Chewbacca as well. So, um, just waiting on some, uh, and Darth Vader as well, just waiting on some droids now, which hopefully will come eventually. And she price point wise, a bit cheaper than the uh, other characters around 200 us. Um, you're going to pay somewhere in the three hundreds in Australia, depending on where, you get it from. And that's partly because of the size of the character, partly because um, she doesn't come with as much gear as some of the others uh, have. So I'll start with the packaging. This is the very standard uh, Hot Toys packaging with the box with the outer uh, fairly plain packaging, mostly black background with a photo of the figure on the front and then just um, black and some credits on the back. And then when you open it up, there is a cardboard insert that goes over the plastic trays that to me is always a much better visual of the the piece because you get the um, figure in a few different form uh, poses along with some artwork. And then underneath this is just one tray with a cover. So some of the more complex figures or figures that are more kitted out come with a couple of trays. There's just one. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. You know what's odd about that that artwork, though? Mm. Is the Death Star shown? Is oh, Return yeah. of Jedi. Oh. Yeah, it's even weird that that's even there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, probably some, you know, random artist with uh, Star Wars stock photos. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. No, you're right. <laughs> no, that's it just popped out at me. No, like, it's really good to point that out. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a couple of pictures of the photo, and then there's um, one bit of the actual film, which is Leia putting her um, distress message into R2. Um, and then, yeah, the episode six um, Death Star, all beaten up. There you go. Uh, then underneath that is the figure in the plastic tray. In terms of what this figure comes with, uh, we've got the true type female body, of course. The, uh, she comes with, uh, the standard stand and, uh, what do you call it? The little, um, crotch. Uh, actually, it's not a crotch, um, support. It is a waist grabber. Um, thank goodness, because that would be pretty unfortunate with the, the little white dress there if she got the, the crotch grabber that the guys get. And then she comes with uh, a couple of weapons. She's got a blaster rifle and a uh, another um, – oh, what do you call it? I'm terrible Sporting at naming blaster. Yeah, a, a rifle and a, a pistol, I guess, is yeah. – yeah, yeah. Um, 
and then she comes with five extra five pairs of hands all up so she's got a pair of relaxed palms a pair of weapon holding palms and then another left palm that's particularly for uh, supporting the weapon Sculpt-wise with the female characters, it's always a toss-up as to whether or not we're going to get sculpted or rooted hair. Um, what they've done here is sculpted hair, yay, um, that uh, is really nicely done. So I, um, from, from the photos, I mean, we knew it was sculpted because of the way that it was advertised, but from the photos and even when you kind of look at it, um, from a bit of distance in person, you can't really tell whether it's sculpted or rooted. That um, they've done a really exceptional job. Uh, particularly important for this character because, of course, her um, trademark episode four super buns are you know, part of the the what's iconic about the the character, and so needed to be done well. I'm really glad they went with the sculpted version. Um, a because it just feels less like I bought a doll and um, mm-hmm. but B because I just think the longevity of it in terms of wear, etc. Um, but the um, the buns, the hairline, the way that they've blended the hairline with um, her forehead and scalp so it really is just an exceptional job and I, I can't imagine how difficult it would be to um, accomplish that. In terms of the accessories, etc., one of the things that I, I've mentioned before when I'm comparing Hot Toys to uh, Sideshow 1-6 scale figures is one thing I find really weird about Hot Toys is that Sideshow, for each of the extra hands, includes a peg. So the hands on these true type figures are joined to the wrist by a peg that's got one short and one long end. The short end goes into the hand, the long end goes into the wrist, and then you've got the ball joint in the middle for articulation. And they are tiny, and if you have sausage fingers like me, they are rather painful to try and extract from the hand. With a sideshow figure, you don't have to because they come with uh, extra ball joints so that you can um, have... It's just about removing the hand and uh, peg from the wrist, not having to remove um, the the peg as well. But Hot Choice doesn't do that. Hot Choice only gives you the one set, and so every time that you want to swap hands, you've got to swap the pegs from both sides as well, which is really annoying. And in this instance, I wasn't actually able to uh, photograph my Princess Leia with all of the different sets of hands, because one of her left hands I could not fit the peg into. I'm going to have to actually find uh, something to just kind of stretch it out a little bit. I didn't want to kind of do it in a rush, so I left that. But that would be an issue that I would not have if it came with more pegs, and seriously, I'm paying enough people, come on. Um, so I'm I'm really not quite sure why Sideshow can do that and Hot Toys can't. Um, Articulation-wise, the true top bodies obviously have got outstanding articulation. Um, the, uh, the There are some limits to what you can actually achieve with Leia because there's not a lot of um, extra room in her skirt. Um, so, you know, not that I'm looking for her to do the splits or anything, but just some of the more kind of dynamic shooting things poses are a little bit challenging to achieve because 
the skirt doesn't give you a lot of wiggle room. And then as well as the two uh, pistols, the, the, the pistol and the blaster, um, the main thing that, you know, she comes with obviously is her gear. And, and this is where I have a bit of an issue. So we've got a, um, a dress, um, and that includes a, uh, a top, um, long flowing sleeves, um, a hood and, uh, a long skirt with just fairly small slits up the side. Like I said, not a lot of room. And then she has like an under skirt as well, um, which I actually didn't, well, I took my photos and then afterwards realized, cause I, w- while I was trying to get the articulation happening, I noticed that, um, she's going commando, um, which is a bit of a, mm. bit of a shock, not very princessy. Um, and that the underskirt was actually caught up in her belt. So it wasn't kind of, um, appearing. And, uh, then she's got a hood as well. Um, and the hood has got a little bit of, um, wire in it so that you can actually pose it and sit it quite nicely on her head. So full, um, props for that. Um, but the, the fabric on the, the dress is surprisingly thin. I'm really, you know, for a figure where you've got the true type body, you've got the head sculpt. She doesn't come with a lot of gear. Her main thing is, you know, her trademark white dress gown hood. And, uh, in photographs, it, it looks really nice. Uh, but it is, it's quite thin. Um, and particularly in the skirt, um, space, uh, kind of wrinkles and creases very easily. So the more that you kind of try and move her around, etc., the more um, that you get something that does not look great. And I, I mentioned this earlier when we were talking about the Yoda Hot Toys figure and comparing the price point of that to the sideshow figure. Um, you know, this, this, as far as a, a one six scale figure goes, is not an expensive figure, just over 200, you know, compared to some of the, um, uh, Marvel stuff, etc. But I, I still, for, for 200 US, um, you're expecting a level of quality. And in the, uh, in, in the skirt here, I, I feel like they just haven't quite got there. I'm not quite sure why they've gone with such a thin fabric, particularly when they, they then have still quite restricted the movement of her legs by making the skirt so thin. So the, the hood is great. The, the top, um, has got a bit more of a, a, a feels like another layer underneath, I guess, cause she's got that kind of, that, the top underneath the dress. And so that actually feels, you know, like it's got some substance to it, but then the sleeves and particularly the skirt are really thin and it does kind of take something, um, away from it. Uh, look, I haven't commented on the, the likeness and the like, the Carrie Fisher likeness here is fantastic. The head sculpt all around head and hair is, is just great. Um, I wouldn't say that the eyes are the most lifelike, um, but she doesn't just look like she's staring off into space. She definitely wants you to get her into her, um, you know, action poses with her pistol, etc. She looks like she's looking at things, etc. And I think that is always hard to bring that real spark of life in. But the episode four Carrie Fisher likeness is, um, outstanding. Um, so in, in terms of 
adding to the line. Obviously, it's great having her alongside the other characters. She scales really well with them, um, rounds out the display. Um, likeness, fantastic. Inclusions, I'm not sure what else you could have done. I, I, I understand that's why, you know, the exclusive bit came with the display base to try and give her, um, a bit more. Um, and yeah, but I, I, I'm, I'm just frustrated by, the uh, the dress here, it's not, it, it's you just know, a little bit lacking. If it makes you feel better, I, mm. I, I was actually, I was concerned because I thought her, her hair buns were a little small. So I was looking at some screen captures just to, to see if they were. And when I was, I actually came across one and I, I posted, I pasted it into the, to the show notes for you guys. It, it actually looks like the actual costume had a little bit of that thinness to it as well. Um, okay. And I noticed, I actually noticed that in a couple of screenshots. So. I'm not uh, saying they so did maybe it. Maybe I'm be complaining about something that's actually screen accurate. <laughs> I'm not saying it's screen accurate, but it, I I wouldn't have picked up on it. Look, know, I'll, I'll no, wait no. for Justin to go back to his VHS copy of the original and mm. come back and tell me that oh, it was actually thin. Yeah. The the other thing I picked up on was um in one of your pictures, which are, are really good by the way, um you could see a little bit of the skin above her boot, and I was thinking I you know that wasn't correct. Um, but I actually found a, a different screen capture, a different photo that actually shows that costume and you can see the skin of her leg. Oh, well, there you go. Um, up above that slit. So. Yeah, but is she going commando? You know, knowing Carrie Fisher, it wouldn't. <laughs> <surprise>. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's totally possible. Yeah, I was a bit surprised by that, I gotta say. Um, so, uh, uh, sorry, the other thing I have not mentioned, which is actually a real highlight, is the, the boots, her, like, white, you know, thick leather, Boots are really nicely done. They've got some little grooves in them, etc. Um, one thing, just back on the packaging, that always perplexes me about some of the Hot Toys stuff is that they come with both the hands and the feet kind of encased in little plastic tubes that are really difficult to get off. And for the feet in particular, you actually have to remove the like the the boots, which are attached then to the leg pegs you have to kind of take them off the peg to actually get the plastic thing off um and if you just try and rip the plastic off and it's stuck in joints etc and i'm sure that i mean they do this to avoid paint rub in packaging which is appreciated but uh, there's got to be an easier way to get them off. i thought she had a headband on in the package photo for a minute there, oh she did well she yeah little, this, this piece yeah, of- yeah i mean obviously they've got to take care to, to avoid um paint rub um in package and i totally appreciate that but it's kind of an annoyance so look I, i'm being picky obviously I, overall i'm really happy once she's up on the shelf the other characters i know i'm gonna love um you know j- just having her there but just in terms of you know giving people a heads up of what they're actually getting um you know i think that the the value for money is something that you kind of look at and go, oh, I'm not 100% on this one compared to certainly the level of quality that we've gotten with some of the other um, figures. So, uh, you know, she's a, she's a solid nine for me. Um, I think that just that, that little bit of extra thickness in the, the skirt to just help it hang nicely, but also not kind of pick up a wrinkle just from being breathed on um, would be appreciate it but great addition and i'm really excited to put her up onto the star wars hot toys shelf well good good Yay. I, I i have to say i'm i'm impressed i, I like it that that's mm. what i think of when i think of princess leia is always this outfit so oh yeah and the, and look the likeness is fantastic it's really 
um, really, really nicely done. So good job. It's good the job. one 12 or there's two 12 inch vintage figures I don't have. And this is one of them. Oh, ah, so. there you go. And hmm. this, this sculpted hair is much better than the vintage rooted hair and trying to make those buns. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. And, they, and they you know, never look right. When you no, see no. Them. You're right. And what they've accomplished with this is, you know, it's, it's really quite amazing because, you know, from photographs and things, I don't think you can actually tell that it's sculpted. Like it really, you kind of like, oh, I read it just sculpted. Hmm. But definitely. Yeah, the right I had choice. to look at the, the close up one before hmm. I could tell. Definitely the right so, choice. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. Well, great job as always, Scott. And you know what? I, I think we're nearing the end, so we'll come right back after this with some feedback. Hooray! It's the Fembot. New from Kenner. And Jamie Summers, the bionic woman, sold separately. I'm Jamie Summers. Oh, no, you're not. I am. You're a Fembot. Your paralyzer gave you away. She's unmasked me. Now I have to disguise myself as a mystery baby. No one will recognize me. Not even Jamie. Ha, ha. Fembot comes with everything seen here. Jamie Summers, the bionic woman, sold separately. Well, before we finish off, as always, we like to share any feedback with you guys because, you know, we want to prove that you guys are listening. So we're just not making this stuff up. And if you want to hear your comments, questions, or concerns, or ideas for future episodes, you can email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com. And when you do, you'll probably hear it right out, unless it's bad, and then you won't because, <laughs> you know, mean, mean people suck. Anyway, Scott, <laughs> Scott, you had something you wanted to say. I did. Um, I think as our, our reach with social media has grown with it, which is awesome. Um, we get a lot of requests to post links to Kickstarters, links to eBay auctions, etc. And I just wanted to kind of say blanket wise, we cannot always do that. Um, yeah, particularly uh, with eBay auctions, etc. It's something that it's it's very difficult once you start doing it for some people to do it for others. Um, with Kickstarters as well, we do look at those, but we try to to look at things that um, are we think are going to be a point of interest for our followers or listeners. But also, I, I'm more likely to post something if it's already funded than if it isn't simply because. Um, you know, we are, are not necessarily endorsing, um, that particular thing, particularly with the discussion that we had earlier, where obviously Kickstarters are a risk. You know, you, there's no guarantee that even if it's bad, the product's ever going to be made. I feel like we have to be careful about endorsing or promoting that. So, um, and, and the volume of some of that lately has been a bit hard to kind of reply to, to explain why we can't do it. So I just wanted to say in general, um, please don't ask us to repost or retweet your eBay auction because we're not going to do it. Um, and we're probably not going to do your Kickstarter either. Um, if you want, if you want to talk to us about your Kickstarter, um, such, we're definitely happy to have a look at it. Okay. We're not, we're not just mean. That's a message from the boss. Yep. So, uh, Ben, you had some feedback you wanted to state. Oh, I did. And we had some really groovy feedback on our brand new segment, the ABCs of toy collecting that, uh, that Justin came up with. And, uh, yeah, just a, a special thank you and, and tip of the hat to guys like, um, Erex and, uh, and Patrick G for their very nice comments, yeah. uh, about that new segment. Hmm. I, I, that was a lot of fun and it was a lot of fun to listen back to. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's a lot of vintage stuff there. So I, I really enjoyed it. it. I'm sure Eddie hated it. Uh, 
anti-Vintite. <laughs> and I have the next piece of feedback, and that is from our good friend over at the Fan Holes podcast, uh, Derek WC. And uh, he was commenting to you guys, um, made a, a, a comment that there hadn't been a Marvel legend with three heads before. And uh, there actually had. It was Chameleon, and that was out, what, last year? Because he came with Hammerhead, Jay Jonah, and his regular Chameleon head. Mm, he did, uh, too. So. There you go. Damn. Yeah. So there thank you, Derek, for, for helping us out. <laughs> and you did pick that up too, John. Yeah, and actually, um, people probably saw me screaming at my phone. Well, not even <laughs> at my phone, just screaming in my car on the way to work the other day. <laughs> um, we also it's got hard. a. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. It's hard because when I listen to you guys, if I'm not on the show, I, I keep feeling like I want to join in. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. Whenever I'm, whenever I'm, uh, if I'm not on the show, like I'm usually editing it still and. Whenever I'm driving along listening, even that, you know, I feel like I want to join in. The other thing I find really funny is when I'm editing a show that I have been on is that often my reactions, like I, I will laugh in, at the same place in the same way mm. to what somebody else <laughs> said, mm. has said as I did when we recorded, which means they're authentic <laughs> reactions, I guess, but. Yeah. I'm really repetitive. I don't know. Um, but you also got a direct message on Twitter from Brian who was asking, do you know what's happened with DC collectible releases? I've been re- really looking forward to the TV reverse flash and Arkham Knight red hood figures, but they've been delayed many times since announced. Um, DC collectibles hasn't said anything official, but they have actually had a number of things pushed back. The DC icons, um, wave, I think it's three and four have been pushed back quite a bit as well. So, um, I, I'd say that there's been some slow up, uh, in the works there. One of the things that they have tried to do in their, in, in the DC collectibles model is to solicit things closer to when they're coming out. And so perhaps they've just kind of finally, you know, gotten caught up or, um, that's finally gotten the better of them. So, but I do hope I've been hanging out for the next, round of DC icons and they keep getting pushed back as well. So hopefully um, not much longer, but thank you, Brian, mm. for asking. Cool. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I didn't realize that. Yeah. But a few so, things. Yeah. Very exciting feedback segment. So keep the, keep the comments coming in people. We, we like to hear them for sure. For sure. And I think we've reached the end. We have. I'm sad. The end of the road as we know it. Um, no. Just, just the end of this episode. Mm. Um, I should say, just as a postscript to for um, Brian, that the the latest news is June for both of those figures that, that that he mentioned, the Arkham Knight and the Reverse Flash. So fingers crossed. Well, yeah. there you go. You heard it here first, folks. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Always remember, restomp the grind. Oh. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, The Pop Culture Superstore, Bam Kapow, and Davy Boy's Toys. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at ActionFigureBlues, and on Facebook 
at facebook.com forward slash action figure blues. Thanks for listening. because we collect cool stuff and Ben just had something cool but uh, you know we really this is what did we get this week to make other people jealous Um, that's what we should call this segment but we call it feeding the addiction and Ben what do you got this week fascinating sorry I was going to say did he drop out or was he coughing uh, even through the review, that there was those those yeah. uncomfortable pauses, or me hitting pause, uh, sorry, mute, and then going cough, 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 unpause, keep talking. You did it well, though. You did it well. You did it very well. Thank you. <laughs> Coughing as fast as I can. All right. In the first edit of five. the entire show. <laughs> in five, four, three. Are are we ready for the uh, feeding the addiction segment? So ready. Okay. We will go in five, four. Now you're doing stuff while I'm trying to read. Just deleting. (laughs) I was just deleting Justin's (coughs) stuff because he's not not here. No, but it made me sad to see him go. I didn't delete Justin. Just the things that he can't read out because he's not here. Okay.